podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Touchline Fracker. I'm joined by a cast that's not really merry, but we move regardless. Go around, introduce everybody. Uh, Meads, I want to say you're happy, but I know you're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm here, man. You know the vibes. I'm here. I'm yeah, here. yeah. Uh, Cooks, how you doing, man? Dan Cooks. Yeah, I'm not too bad, man. Nothing to complain about at the moment, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A certain defender in, in, in the background that you're hoping comes back. Yeah. One. I'm, I'm repping all the Saliba sexuals out there, you get me? Yeah, yeah, you say no more. Uh, mush, 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 mush. The second of your uh, contracted Sunday pod appearances. Uh, you're in the mud at the moment, mate. <laughs> another week, another pain pod, man. That, that, that's the way it's working at the moment. Yeah, you can tell us a bit about Juma Clovis as we get into it. Yeah, don't uh, worry. There were some I... attendees today. Oi, <laughs> oi, you're killing me. Uh, Ellis, how are you doing, brother? Uh, is it only? Am I the only one who can't hear Ellis? No, I can't hear Ellis. I can't hear Ellis. Yo. Yeah, we can hear you now. Sorry, man. Just no, no, no. recording. Oh, no, you're a bit quiet, Ellis. Yeah, no. no, no, no. Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought, yeah. Brother, as you can see, Liverpool got me at sixes and sevens, man. Everything's just so <laughs> Evidently. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This just in. Okay. So, <clears throat> Ellis. You were there. You were there for the um you were there for the Discord when it turned 2 2. And oh, then you oh, and then you disappeared when it turned 3 2. Um that's the, the oh, latest oh. off that's a, no wait, wait, hold on, hold on. That's the latest off the press. So uh, <laughs> can you confirm can you confirm or deny? No, I don't I don't want the story. I don't want the story. Um were you there when it was 2 2 and you disappeared when it turned 3 2? Gaffer, there's always context, Gaffer. Gaffer, there's always context. Okay. But okay. I was there, then I disappeared. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Great stuff. Great. So <laughs> as you guys can probably imagine, and if any of you are online, you would not have missed the fact that uh, Manchester United and Liverpool played for the second Sunday in a row, FA Cup game. Uh, Manchester United have come away with a 3 2 win. Um, I'm gonna go to you, Liverpool lads, first. Uh, and I'll start with you, Mush. Uh, it was quite a, quite the effort to get you on the pod today. So may as well get <laughs> um, What were your thoughts on today's performance? Um, yeah, I, I guess we'll start with selection. I, di- I didn't mind too much. Ultimately, you, you have to change the team around. It's a congested time of the year. So I was fine with what was selected. Um, in terms of the story of the game, I personally felt like the first 15, 15 20 minutes especially 
I thought both Pogba and McTominay at the base of midfield had a bad start to the game, um, getting picked off a lot. And Liverpool found themselves in some good positions. And those were some of the things that I felt I was alarmed by not seeing from Liverpool in weeks on end. So I, I've been asking Liverpool fans, when was the last time you seen, you know, Liverpool press and win the ball? When's the last time you saw Liverpool on the counter-attack? When was the last time you saw Liverpool, you know, outnumber the opposition in the final third? We hadn't seen those things and it was nice to see those things um, happen. Um, I felt, me personally, once United adjusted around the half an hour mark, so weirdly quite similar to our Premier League game, actually, once you'd kind of, got to terms with what the story of the game was going to be. I thought Marcus Rashford had a field day just standing behind whenever Trent decided to venture forward. Um, and as we saw, Reese Williams struggled with that throughout the game. We then also saw uh, you guys score on the counter-attack. I found it very frustrating because Robertson doesn't normally get caught up the pitch, but it felt like both him and Milner were slow filling back because it wasn't one of those where Rashford's played it first time or within two touches where it's hard to set yourselves. And um, yeah, I found that really frustrating because that's not a Liverpool kind of error. Second half was an interesting half. You guys obviously scored early in that second half, but I felt like up until the 65th, 70th minute, Liverpool were the better side in terms of their intensity. I'm sure we'll discuss in a lot more depth about how Liverpool are playing at the moment, but I felt the intensity was good with the ideas being very bad still. Um, so I think that that will, will be a bigger point of discussion. And then last 15 minutes, I just felt Liverpool were never going to score and United looked very good on the counter-attack. So no, all in all, bar two periods in the game, I felt United had control of it. And um, yeah, nice to see some goals in open play. It's been, it's been all too long. Nice to see Mo get some goals. But um, yeah, that that's my main analysis. Do you think, of the he, game, do you think, think. he sacrificed your win for his goals? He, he was offered two things: was, Liverpool can win, but you don't <laughs> score, or you score two, but Liverpool win. That I, <laughs> I, I don't think Mo, Mo Salah cares at the moment about Liverpool winning, man. And and honestly, I felt like apart from his goals, I felt he was terrible today. Anyway, so I, I well, terrible, strong. I'd, I'd say. The problems that we've seen, you guys don't support Liverpool. So in some ways, it's nice to have a neutral view. If I asked you, you watched 90 minutes of Salah today, you watched 90 minutes last week and however games before, have you seen Mohamed Salah get past his opposite fullback in the last five weeks? Dan, Meads, genuinely, I'm asking you here. No. <laughs> no. <Yeah. clears throat> genuinely, he's been... Um... But then again, Salah's never really been that guy. He's never really been that guy to be skipping past people anyway. So, well, not, I want to say something. I, I, I think that he's missed per se. It's been missing from his game per se. I mean, I don't know. You probably watch him more than me, but I don't I, think, I, I've seen him before. I don't think that Salah was ever the guy to. I, I feel like Trent, Trent's bad form is impacting Salah more than Salah himself playing badly, if that makes sense. So I feel like um, Trent is not really overlapping as much and letting Salah become sort of isolated versus a winger 1v1. I think when Salah's receiving a ball now, he's got about three guys in front of him and Trent is, you know, a backwards option. Whereas before, you know, he could bomb, bomb beyond him and, and give the fullback something else to think about. You get more 2v1s than and overloads on that side. And I, I think that's where your, your attack is sort of not really clicking for me at the moment. I feel like Liverpool, 
when they attack. You're still seeing it down the left, I think, with Robertson. Um, on that right side, you're not getting the same combinations out there with Firmino coming out there and Trent going over. Trent is a lot deeper for me on that side, and that's affecting Salah's game. Um, a bit more from, yeah, from a neutral perspective anyway. Do, do you know what, Dan? You supporting Arsenal is actually very appropriate for this because I think what we're seeing with Salah and Mane is a combined problem, which I think is the same problem that Aubameyang is having. And when I say that, what I mean is if a player like Aubameyang is touching the ball out wide or picking the ball up out wide and needs work to get into the middle of the pitch. Now, me and Ellis have seen Liverpool at their very best. And what you normally get is a central midfielder as well who's underlapping. So either stopping the centre mid of the opposition, so let's say McTominay, supporting Wan-Bissaka. But instead, what's happening is that because these central midfielders either aren't good enough or just aren't confident enough at the moment to operate in these difficult spaces where you're surrounded by people, you're just being the safe pass. And instead, Mane and Salah have three, four men to beat because there's no route inside at the moment. And that's happening loads watching Liverpool right now. Seems like there's no path to goal. Ellis, I don't know if you feel the same when you're watching it. I agree. I agree, Mosh. Um, it's not really much to add to that. <clears throat> I think Dan's point with um, Trent on that right-hand side not overlapping is very prevalent in our game currently. And um, there's times where Salah has to try and beat Shaw, try and beat um, the left centre-back or, or the right... Yeah, the left centre-back and also the left side in the field. So it is a bit difficult. Um yeah, it's not much, hard, man. It's, just, it's miserable, isn't it? It's miserable. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to ask you, uh, yeah. Um, it's interesting as well, Ellis. I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, you were on a pod, main pod, what, three, four weeks ago, maybe? Um, could barely get a word out edgeways from you, mainly because you were, you were chilled. You Nothing to worry about. The league is wrapped up. We're all shit. Um, what's happened in those last four weeks, do you think? Bravo. I mean, Tiago, Tiago's come back. You know what? <laughs> Ellis, I just want to ask a couple of questions um, about um, your, 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 your right back. Um, I'm just astounding my mind this, this couple of moments. Um, but I think you said a couple of times that he's um, actually a, a, a decent defender. Um, are you ready to kind of, I guess, reanalyze and reassess that statement and your opinion on whether Trent Alexander-Arnold is actually good or okay defensively? I don't think Trent got beaten one-on-one -on -one a lot today. No, hey, this is not today. This is not today. This is not today's form. He's an okay defender, bro. He's an okay. He's just off four minutes. So what we see, what what we see, that's good for him. Usually, like when balls, the um crossing, the, the the cross ball passes today, it's off. Currently, it doesn't take anything away from his like defensive ability. I, I've never said like he's a mad defender, really. I've never said that he's. You said he's a good defender. You said that you said a couple. Of things. Decent, no, no, no. I said he's decent. I said he's a. Mariah. Mariah. Right, I think let's my memory's hazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> my memory's hazy. Brother. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. My memory's hazy, yeah. That's that's all I'll say. I'll take I'll take you at, I'll take you at your word, Ellis. You were honest with the you know hopping on and off when you were drawing and when you were lose, losing to I'll take you at your word and say you, you said you were decent. But uh, back to my initial question, what's changed in the last four or five weeks, do you think? That's you Sitting back on pods, chilled out, cigar in hand, you know, bourbon in the other hand. Uh, the leagues, the leagues wrapped up. You know, are all shit. So now, it sounds like you don't even have three good players on the pitch at one time. We don't, man. Is <laughs> last time I was on the pod in that week, it seems like the earth stopped spinning and and a comet went through Liverpool, man. Everything is just nuts. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, there's there is. You know, in football years, you have like one or two men who are out of form, but your best players, they're always turning up. Right now, nobody's turning up. Everybody has lost form at the same time. Um, obviously, the lack, the lack of a centre-back is now overstated. Everybody knows that. It's beyond that now. Um, we need Fabinho back in midfield to give us a bit of um, authority there. Fabinho, I should say, to give us a bit of authority there. Obviously, Mane and Salah have lost form. Firmino, Firmino, the midfield is chopping and changing. So, um, in we have, one, we're not scoring. We're not making enough clear-cut chances. The football is, is stop and start. It could there, there's an argument that could be could be stated that maybe this current team has now reached the end of their of the cycle. Where, where do you stand on that? Where do you stand on uh, Andy Robertson barking at Mason Greenwood when he? Was- <laughs> uh, <laughs> The first one, yeah, I stand. Yeah, I feel that like this team has now reached the end of the cycle. It's time to change it up. I mean, everyone's at the later end of twenty. Mm. Uh, and, and, and Andy Robertson barking at Mason. Oh, we've all done that, fam. I bark all the time. I've, I've done, done that. that. So what many times. What I bark, fam. That's one of one goal. You gotta stop him, fam. Yeah, with that, yeah, with that, yeah. Um, do you think that that might be a bit of a premature shout? Because if you think about it. The reason why Liverpool look a bit ropey isn't necessarily the fact that I think obviously their strikers are off form and their fours are off form, but you need to bear in mind that you moving Fabinho out of your midfield into a defensive area does disrupt your like midfield structure, the composition of your midfield. So you need to be thinking that, look, that is a big miss. Like Van Dijk's a big miss, not necessarily just because it's Van Dijk, but you're also moving two or three other players out of their position to mm. fill in. And that takes away a lot of your thing. So when your midfield consists of James James Milder, um, obviously Thiago, who's just come back from injury, and Wijnaldum, who isn't really the most progressive um, midfield player, you're going to lose a lot. And whilst you're still getting small bits of chances, I see you most of the time, I think, you aren't creating nothing. And then you also have to factor in Trent, who's off form, Robinson can only do so much to cross from the from the left hand side. So you're you're literally a lot of your attacking weaponry is gone because of your midfield structure as well. So I, I think you might be a bit premature in saying that people are at uh, you know they might be running at the end of their cycle because I, I think it's st- people are only twenty nine. It's not like their thirties and forties and stuff like they're, they're still the main, at the of their huh? That's true, but the main like the main spine is now at twenty nine. Your four is out of twenty nine. So there is there is there is an argument to change. Well, there is an argument to change those players, like your know, Firmino's. I, I wouldn't even Anderson. say change, bro. I don't think change is necessary. I think you need to bring in competition for those players. I don't say change. Yeah, I agree. You're at your peak, like 29. You're, at your peak. you're, you're, not, no. you're not declining at that point. You're, you're, yeah. you're still good I, I, for another year I, or two, at least. I agree. And I, I do think the main issue is sort of the compensation for what's happening at centre-back, personally, because... Um, like if we if we want to be real, Van Dijk and Gomez are probably two of the only like two of the only centre backs who can play that Klopp way because of their mm-hmm. physical attributes, right? So like you're bringing Fabinho there, he can't sprint like either of those two can. Henderson is is a very good runner, but he doesn't have that top speed that those two do as well. So like even though you're trying to play that high line the same way, you saw it today. Like when the team's getting behind you, there's no recovery. Um, to go the other way. So if you're when you're trying to stay compact, 
Trent isn't able to, he doesn't have that same license to go forward. Your right centre mid doesn't have that same license to go forward and join the attack. And all of those combinations, those auto, like automatic movements and, and, and stuff that you guys used to have with Henderson playing there, Fabinho sweeping up the midfield, Henderson covering, covering Trent when he's when he bombs on, you've lost that. And that was literally like, you know, the complete like anchor and the foundation for all the good things that you guys were doing. So with those two guys coming out of the team, Right, like this is what this is what's going to happen, uh, as as Mead said, and I, I do think as well. Like, you know, you saw what was happening with that front three when Jota was there and was giving them competition for places. Like Salah was firing on all cylinders because he's like, oh boy, I don't want to lose my I don't want to lose my place in the team. Mane was in was playing really really well. Uh, Firmino, I think, has actually come on and 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 upped his form because he was the one that everyone was talking about losing his place when Jota was there. So um, I think Mead is is spot on on there about competition because he's right like at 29 no one should be physically declining you know like I can think of a few players but no one should really be you know on that downward bit they might be you know starting to plateau but they should they should still be firing on all cylinders and and there might be an argument I'm not trying to rubbish that argument entirely because obviously the way Klopp plays it it takes a lot out of you but that being said the way Liverpool have played for the last 18 months hasn't been all gung-ho. Like, it hasn't been all fired, like, blazing. So, I think if that was... If, if we were to say that Liverpool of three seasons ago, or two and a half seasons ago, where they're, they're at you from minute one on your neck, then fine, I'd hear it. But I, I don't think I could say it's a, a completely... I couldn't... In fact, I wouldn't say that it's the, the main reason that's attributing to your form. I think the, there's a lot of things that kind of, like... Added up and accumulated. You get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think it's all like a gun. What's that? A gun? What's oh, that? Sorry, I just I just wanted to say, Mead, Dan, you've both made some good points there. I think what what has what Ellis is saying about maybe the end of the cycle, an end of a cycle, or maybe a team moving on doesn't always, and I don't think it's necessarily a good thing that it has to happen when players come to the end. The point is that just because you're moving, maybe changing your style of play or moving on to new personnel, it doesn't, the, the current players you have don't have to be finished for you to do that. Sometimes evolution is healthiest to do when you're as good as you can possibly be. You know what I mean? And, and I think one, one thing that is true about what Dan's saying about our centre-backs not being there and eventually that making us play in a much bigger area of the pitch because the the gap between the attacking line and the defensive line is so big one thing that does mean is that your players who play in midfield have to be a lot better on the ball playing first time and one touch and two touch passes because we saw it with Man United in the Fergie years especially when you have players like Scholes and Carrick who can play a ball first time over big areas of the pitch it helps teams not get set it helps you create advantages. But when you've got either James Milner or you've got Curtis Jones, who's still learning to play, so he's still cautious, or you've got Jeannie Wijnaldum, who's been very negative at the moment, you're passing over big distances with lots of touches. And what that means is that by the time the ball gets to these players in the final third, the, the opposition has set up. Opportunity to shuffle over, exactly. Like any good team, Hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. 
Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Um, Just to talk about things from the Manchester United perspective, um, I went into this game thinking we were probably going to go with a weaker team than we actually went with. Um, But it seems that both managers actually kind of went for it. Most of the main players started. I think Bruno got a rest. He he definitely needed one. Um, We started slowly, like I said before the pod, uh, kind of eased our way into it. Salah's goal kind of woke us up tends to be the way for most of our matches. We tend to go behind, and then from a goal down, then we decide to start playing football. Uh, Pogba grew into the game, and because Pogba grew into the game, that meant Rashford grew into the game, because that diagonal pass into the um, our left-hand channel is something we constantly look for with Rashford. So he, he was on, and that's probably one of the best games he's played this season. His passing was fantastic. He was beating guys one-on-one, got into dangerous positions, and obviously um, he scored... Um, yeah, it wasn't anything amazing from us, I don't think, but we did enough to get the job done. And I think this is how he would approach a game against you guys in the FA Cup. Like at the end of the day, if we lose a game against you in the FA Cup, so so be it. M- Mariah, Mariah, can I ask you a question about Mason Greenwood, please? You can ask me whatever you like, Gavin. <laughs> um, no, I, I think one thing I wanted to ask about Greenwood was, I, I know that he scored today and, and mm. the way he finished, he's always going to find the side net. Mason Greenwood is a specialist when it comes to finishing. But what I'm noticing more and more now, we've had this chat before, is like, I don't see anything in terms of the physical aspect of his game where I think he has enough to affect the fullback. He's, so if he's, if he's given the ball quickly where he's got room, I trust Mason Greenwood to execute anything which should be a technique-based finish or whatever. But the moment I see Mason Greenwood have to beat men or do something a quick one too sometimes i feel like he doesn't have enough burst to to actually be able to do that in general play i don't know if you feel yeah, like that yeah well. yeah i think that's that's part of the reason why he he struggled out wide so much obviously Wambasaka plays a part and again it's like what dan coogs mentioned uh, when your fullback isn't really giving you that option or giving you enough space um then it makes the job of the the wide attacker that much harder but even saying that um, you're right, he doesn't necessarily have that burst. And I think the problem is, and this is similar to Martial, he seems to always want the ball to feet. And the problem is, if you cannot beat players from a standing position or one-on-one when they're stood up in front of you, then your movement has to improve. It has to improve. And you have to make the movement and get into the dangerous positions when the ball isn't at your feet and guys can find you the, the way Rashford was able to find him today. He doesn't, I probably can count in my hand, uh, one hand the amount of time in this season that he's gotten into a position where all he needs is one touch or two touches before he can shoot at goal. It's always stuck out on the right, you've got the full-back tucked in, the centre-back tucked in, everyone's yeah. tucked in. Work to do. Yeah, you're expecting him to cut in on his left foot um, and he ends up either shooting into some bodies or just passing it inwards and just kind of running back out wide again. So he needs to do a lot more of that. That being said, it was a very well-taken goal despite Robertson's best efforts. 
<laughs> Bruno um, was being Bruno. He came on and was absolutely trash. I think he lost <laughs> every single time he tried to pass it. But typically, Bruno gets a free kick, and that was a great finish. That was a really, really Brilliant. good finish. Brilliant, great free kick. I feel, I feel like it's got, we've gotten to a point where <clears throat> we just have to accept, and I think most United detractors um, have to just accept that this guy is inevitable. So I look at certain players, certain players, yeah, that just have shithousery all over them. And you just know that in certain games, certain moments, they're going to fuck you over. So I look at Jamie Vardy as being one of those players. So Jamie Vardy is a player in a big game where you just think, yeah, it's one of them ones where he's going to either tear you apart or score the goal. I just know it. So Bruno Fernandes has that air of inevitability whenever he steps on the pitch that he is going to make a difference. And it will be, and it's not even just like, He'll score and that's it. Bruno generally, his impact generally leads to United winning football matches. And that's a big deal. That's a big, big deal. I think he'll either get an assist for the winner, get an assist for your equaliser, or score the winner. I think he, he's that impactful. And, and I think somebody asked a question, I think it might have been Jamie Carragher asked the question of, um, is he the most impactful Premier League signing in January? I think, I think it honestly, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a, a more impactful footballer that's ever arrived in January um, and had an impact, a transformative impact on the team. Because I'd, I'd put Van Dyke forward for that. Actually, fair enough, fair enough. But then I don't think, Van, but I don't think Van Dyke was imperious when he in that first six months. I think he was good, but I think the difference between Bruno, what Bruno, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think any any player. It does. It's not about how good you are. I don't think any player has come in yeah. and done what Bruno has done in terms of changing a team's fortunes. And that thing you're saying about confidence, I actually have so much respect for Bruno that a player can do so much wrong on a football pitch and his confidence be completely unaffected whatsoever. Doesn't waver. Like if you hear you hear it in his like when they he seems to do like an interview every day for some reason. There's always Bruno quotes every day, but in his quotes he's always talking about somebody like the, the, I think the quotes the latest ones were like yeah you know I haven't been scoring an assistant or so people are like they're onto me rightly so. Um, but um, Bruno's yeah. on Twitter by the way. He's definitely yeah. on Twitter because he reads to, yeah, everything. Like, I think it was. I like, think people it was... are onto me, and then hold on. Then he mentioned. Salah and Mane by name. He was like, you know, Salah Mane, then Mane. He's a bit mad still. Uh, and then he, he he pops up with that. Like, I just, the way he plays, I can't get behind it. That's, that's not football. That is not football, what he does. The other 99% of the game. But you in that, what? those 1%, those finishes, those final passes, he decides football matches. Yeah, I, I think he was... Behind I, it. I'm going to have to disagree. I'm going to have to disagree, man. I... I it is football, bro. It is. I think we've gotten too spoiled with the sexy football. Like, and I know that there's a certain te- technical requirement for you to enjoy something, but I, for me, like, you know, like, obviously, our greatest ever player is our manager right now, and he scored goals, bro. I don't care. Like, Means it's because you, it's because you ate off percentage ball. You know what I mean? that's like, I... Yeah, but that's the thing for me. I like. <laughs> I don't mind that. I don't mind. I don't need to see the sexy stuff. I don't understand. I understand. Jose Mourinho's children are speaking right now. Wait, wait. Listen, listen. I saw him boot the Just listen. Just listen. Wait. So I know that 
there are certain footballers that aesthetically, and not even just aesthetically, but this, their technical execution will make you think, ugh. However, if they get the job done, what can you say? I, yeah. I, 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 like, obviously, I come from an era of growing up watching Chelsea have so many players like that, right? So, obviously, not to say that Frank Lampard's technical execution was poor. He was always very, very good. But just the inevitability of a player, I can't, I can't not back it. I can't not, despite the fact, despite the fact that he he can be very butters, yeah. That inevitability is so beautiful. Like I don't yeah. think you can. Like now you've got it, yeah. Now you actually got it. As much as you might not like Bruno and the way he plays, you always have some crumb of comfort that he's gonna do a matting. He's gonna do a matting. <laughs> that comfort and Mariah, I know it. I can see it in your face because. You- huh? <laughs> That inevitability is sweet. I don't know. Yeah, no, inevitability is what it is. What it is. I just I can't support that. And you say like, oh, you don't agree and stuff like, bruv, If it was him, like having a poor percentage when he's doing difficult actions on the pitch, that's fair enough. That just means I have to cap my level of like uh, respect for him as a player outside of his productivity and his ability to put up numbers. But okay. it's the decisions he makes, his ability to mess up the most basic stuff. Almost like his his goals and assists are almost making up for the shit that he does the rest of the game. Like the amount of turnovers you cause, which means the other team attacks us. The amount of times you've pressed and left the gap which they've attacked, which has then led to our whole shape crash. Like he, he's almost sometimes playing against us. Mariah, Mariah, do you know what's crazy? Is it's so blatant where the bonus is in Bruno's contract is because pass completion, he don't. It's just <laughs> he just got the goal and assist bonus, and yeah. my f- man is focused on getting paid. That's Oli, it, man. I think Oli knows I it think... as well, yeah. But you think the thing with sorry, Dan, the thing with Oli is his um his success is so intrinsically linked to Bruno <laughs> that he can't do anything about it. He'll be like, yeah, somebody's like, yeah, you know, he was against us today, or he just kept giving them the ball. Like, but you know, sometimes it's like that. Eh? Uh, <laughs> 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 I was gonna say, like, I think it was um Carl Anker that I read this, yeah, and he said that Bruno Fernandez only works um because he thinks he's the best midfielder in the world, right? Like if if, if he didn't think he was the best midfielder in the world, he wouldn't try half the things that he tries, but, and then he wouldn't get the, the goals or assists that he gets. But like, because he thinks he's the best midfielder in the world, he tries to, to just things that no one should even try to do on a football pitch. Like first yeah. time on the half volley, weaker foot, I'm going to hit this 75 yards oh, into Paul Pogba. Like, you're not, you're not, not going to do that, bro. Like just take a touch and relax. Do you know what I mean? But he never does it. He never does it. It's crazy. <laughs> I swear I love it. His audacity is amazing. I can't lie. His audacity is amazing. We've, we've seen nothing like this. We've seen, I, oh, I've seen nothing like this. Obviously, you, you, you see, you said you saw it at, in your Chelsea team. Um, but yeah, n- nothing like this. But cool. Um, good result for us, and on, on to the next round. Like I said earlier, I genuinely now we've beaten Liverpool. Don't even mind going out. Um, so on to one of the earlier games. Um, today, Meads. Mm. You guys, uh, you beat Luton Town. Uh, what was the score? Remind me. It was three one. It was three one. As a Tammy Abraham hat trick. Um, not so much you can take away from a game against Luton Town, but um, what were your thoughts? The quotes coming out from Lampard aren't very <laughs> bright these days. Um, yeah, I, I think it was a personally, I think that Luton competed. I didn't feel like we, we blew them away or it was as comfortable as the scoreline suggests. I think a lot, a large part of our problem is our inability to, to play for a press. 
but that's because simply we always pass the ball out wide and once you're very autonomous in your I guess way of build up teams are very teams find it very easy to play against you so Luton literally they pressed us well um, when we tried to press them they were getting through us um, and that's not to say they were carving out loads of chances but they were they were generally able to play and they, they had the freedom to play and obviously when you have a midfield base of um, Mount and Gilmore you're always going to get a, a slight chance and that's not to, there's no slight on Mount or Gilmore but I don't think that that midfield pairing is solid enough so I think if we were to come up against a better team it might be a bit problematic um, but yeah I don't think anyone really well Timo Werner he had a, he had a mixed game today because his, his general performance his general performance today was a lot better than I've seen in the last couple of weeks I think in the last couple of weeks he's actually been dog shit and um Today, I think it was really good to be perfectly honest. I think in the first half, we were dropping into the pockets quite well, um, linking up with linking up well with Tammy, um, and they, they had a little connection, which was good. Um, but again, obviously, he had the chance with the penalty in the, in, in, the, in the second half, and he missed it. Um, it wasn't even a miss; it was, it was a save, but it wasn't a good pen. Um, but and he, he deserved the goal, to be fair. But it's just things are just not really working or bouncing for him at the minute. But it's what it is. But yeah, general performance. Um, Reshane was all, all right. Made a mistake in the second half, but generally was okay. Um, Mount was all right. He was captain today um, for the first time. Um, kept up. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, first goal, Tammy Abraham. Nice little finish with Timo Werner. Slipped it wrong. Ran in behind, passed it, and then Tammy slotted in bottom corner. I think Tammy, What one thing that's good with Tammy is he's very good when it comes to like the instinctive, the ball drops to him. And he's able to just hit it. Like, he's very good at those kind of finishes. But my biggest problem and concern with Tammy, um, and maybe that's something he'll need to develop over time, but he doesn't really sniff out the chances that were his teammates. So he doesn't really anticipate his teammates either crosses or, or passes into him. And he's not really good at that. I don't think he's he's really like um, his coordination in regards to uh, anticipating where someone wants him to be a wall or someone wants to link off him. Like, he's not really good at that. But when it comes to the ball dropping to him in the box, boom, he could finish. Um, but yeah, it was a good finish from him there. Um, and another one, Reese James, fantastic little dig out. He's got this technique where he just he digs it out and like it literally loops over everyone. Tammy Header, that's 2 0. And then we're, we, we look comfortable. I don't think we really deserve to, to, to like beat that like, for it to be that comfortable. But yeah, I guess 2 0 with no complaints. And then what can we say? Kepa Keppard again, um, 72 million pounds, 190k a week, seven year deal. It's just a, a seven, a, a, yeah, seven yeah. year deal. Us a state, mate. It's, it's the worst transfer, <laughs> worst transfer in football. I don't, I think people were saying, um, Nicola, Nicola Pepe, um, compares, and I don't think Nicola Pepe is on 190k a week, and I also don't think Nicola Pepe actually costs Arsenal games. I think he could be poor and he has a lack of quality, but. Kepa costs you games, and that was just a, a shocker. It was a shocker again. Um, but yeah, then second half again, um, we were struggling. I think Luton really came on to us. Could have, like, honestly, could have really got an equalizer. Um, Kepa made a good save, to be fair, in the second half. Um, our midfield wasn't there because obviously, when you play Mason Mount and Gilmore, you're going to get you have the opportunity to get at, um, get at us. And then Pulisic, he was dreadful. And he's been dreadful all Going season. Going through a bad period at the moment, isn't it? It's he? not a bad period. I think, personally, this is Pulisic. Not, he's not really a great player. I think he's got good... He's still young, right? So he's still got... He's got a lot of talent. But just from what I've watched, um, and even during the, the, um, 
I guess the great bit of form that everyone used to say, he generally wasn't playing well. I think he just had impactful moments in games and then like, okay, yeah, fair enough, he scored. Because I think it was even moments against Crystal Palace uh, where he scored that left foot dr- driller. I think we were talking about it in the group chat, Mariah. And we're like, oh, yeah, Putin, you've been, you've been crap. And then bang, shifts it onto his left foot, bang, goal. It's just not working. That, these things I, are just not happening for him this season. I think Pulisic has a lot of, and uh, when Pulisic is good, he has a lot of what Salah has, which is like general moves, they break down a lot. You see a lot of things that frustrate you, mm. but you kind of, what we're talking about with Bruno, isn't it? You, wanna, you want him to be confident enough to have that inevitability or to make that key contribution. You know what I mean? I yeah. think him and Salah have that in common, I think. I, I, I feel like the thing with Pulisic, like, he looks like he should be. He looks like the way he plays. He looks like he should be like a good dribbler and like you know beat his man at will. And don't get me wrong, he is he is able to beat his man. But I feel like you know the best dribblers have an end goal in mind when it comes to like yeah, running yeah, yeah. the ball and knowing exactly where they want to be. I think Pulis is sometimes he he dribbles to beat a man, but doesn't dribble where he wants to be and it, it, like at the end result. So like you've got the Hazards, the Neymars, the Mbappes that dribble with purpose as to where they want to be and the end goal. And I, I don't think he does that well. I think he's able to beat his guys, but he often runs into cul-de-sacs and all, often loses the ball as a result. So his dribbling percentages probably be in the low low fifties, if early early um, late late forties in terms of um, completion. So he's going through a, a rough patch at the minute, and he, he's only scored what one Premier League goal season. I think two goals in all comps all season. In about 16, 17 appearances, most of them are starts, no assists, not really doing it, not really doing it at all. And the um, person who came in for him is our most productive winger by a mile and uh, comes in five within 30 seconds, creating chances, um, creates two chances, then gets his assist for Tammy Satrick. And, uh, and I mean, it's, it's, it's not... It's not it's, 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 You're it's, eating, yeah? You're eating. I'm eating well with it. I'm eating well. Like, when, when people say, like, when, when people say, oh, oh, um, Callum's a good impact player. Uh, Callum doesn't do it against a big. Like he's he's answered all the questions. Like, I think he's jumped through every single hoop that you could really ask of him. To be perfectly honest, to play and start games, but it is what it is. At the end of the day, I know that this suffering is going to be temporary. So I, I'm eating regardless. Mm. <laughs> and and onto uh, not so green pastures uh, with you, Dan Coogs. Um A one nil loss to Southampton ahead of a midweek game against Southampton. So what happened? What happened, mate? Um, yeah, I just think, you know, um, at the end of the day, I think a lot of people were very critical of Arteta. I think he made seven changes for this game um, coming in and coming into knowing that we've got, you know, I guess probably our hardest run of fixtures all season. I think we've got Southampton um, on Tuesday, then we've got United, then I think we play um, Wolves, uh, Man City, Benfica, we've got a couple of legs against them. Um, and Leicester as well in the month of February. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of difficult games. I think if we won yesterday as well, we'd have to play 11 games um, before March, right? So I think that rotation, you know, as a big club manager, um, big club, like that big club manager, you know, you have to do it and you have to pick the games to do it. So for me, I was never um, against rotating. Um, and I think it was an opportunity for certain squad players at the moment to sort of show that they're worthy of a starting position or that they're worthy of coming in to compete um, and, 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 and play in the Premier League in some of these difficult games coming up. And I think it's just a, a real eye-opener to a lot of fans um, that these players are just, they're just rubbish, man. Like oh, you, you say it's a real eye-opener, 
Um, what players do you think the fans weren't quite sold on? Because I'm looking at the names of the players who who started, and I had no doubts before the game that <laughs> they weren't particularly good. So, so what players were kind of the? Yeah. the... I think a lot of people. I'm I'm getting ready in it. Yeah, I'm getting ready. Yeah. I get ready. No, but I think um I think a lot of people, you know, they they still have uh, like there's a it's a small minority now. They still have a bit of hope in um this uh this guy that Meads mentioned, you know, seventy two million pounds. Uh, Nicholas Nicholas Pepito, you know, the 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 comp the comp champion of twenty twenty. Yeah. Have um, got a nickname like Pepito when he's been rubbing? <laughs> what is going on, bro? Because he's, he's <laughs> the thing is, you know what? I think those those uh those Twitter comps, you know, they put put me onto a lot of good music this year, you know, or last year, you know. Like, <laughs> um, like every 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 single Europa League match, there's a new Pepe compilation on the on the TL. So you know where that the, the comp the comp makers are eating, you know, when he plays. But um, for me, I think you know he's he's rubbish. Yeah, um, he, he's rubbish. Willian. <laughs> How, one. How, Pepe, how how bad are we talking? Because he scored uh, almost he scored almost twenty goals in France, and that can't say what you want to say about France, but that can't count for nothing. Mariah, so, nine pens though, nine pens. Was it nine yeah. pens? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's nine pens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyone, who, anyone who's listening, Mariah's currently doing the Will Not Neil Warnock hands behind his head. Wow. No, Don't like, worry about that. Forget about that question. Forget, <laughs> forget. You're going on no, to the, the, the thing is with Pepe, yeah, like he didn't actually have like an atrocious game or something like that. Yeah. I think he created five chances. The, the rest of the team combined, uh, I think, only created three chances, right? So it's like, you know, he he he, he is doing stuff on the pitch, but I feel like, you know, the, the the good things that you do, it's not worth the ten bad things that you do for every two good things. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like there was one chance where. You know, he get he get played. He's get he gets played down the right hand side. It's literally a sprint race between him and the defender. He gets there first, but he touches it badly, and he's on the floor. Oh you know, God. and the chance is done. And it's like if, like that for seventy two million pound. This guy's twenty five years old. Yeah, like if Bukayo Saka was giving you these performances where it's oh, one bad, one good thing, one bad thing, one good thing, two bad things, you sort of be like, oh, there's talent there. You know, we can work with this. But the fact that this guy's 25, he's supposed to be coming into his prime. He costs 72 million pounds. The standards are just completely different. This guy is, is actually key for us doing anything good this season. Do you know what I mean? You got Aubameyang there, who's supposed to be your top scorer. Lacazette, probably your second top scorer. Then Pepe is supposed to be your third guy that's there chipping in with goals and assists. And without a guy, that guy being there and contributing, we're not going to be able to do anything, not going to be able to meet our objectives. Um, and I think aside from him as well, because we've been there, done that, I think the Inketia slash Balogun situation is something that um, is upsetting a, a, a few fans because I feel like Eddie Inketia, Eddie William and Nicolas Pepe, I think, I'll, I think most fans will be very, very disappointed if they're here past um, next summer. It might I be. I thought you were going to say past tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> past, past next summer, because I feel like, you know, they've had their opportunities now. William, you know, I think it's one of them signings where you just need to draw a line under it, say it didn't work. You know, like Meads, I see the big grin on your face. Yeah. Because I was seeing I was seeing I was seeing the tweets from you ever since we got linked. Yeah. I was seeing the tweets from you being like, I can't wait for all these other fans to see this guy live and direct. And the thing is, 
I was absolutely disgusted by the link. I think it was like February or something. Uh, you can put, you can check my WhatsApps here. I laughed it out the room. I said, there's no way this club will be that stupid to go and do this and bring this guy, this, so this, this Afro samurai here, yeah, to this club and stink out the joint. And he's terrible. It's right? so and amazing. I, it's so amazing to see like rubbish. It's so amazing because I think after the first game, a lot of Arsenal fans were like, oh my, oh yeah, th thank you for, you know, Chelsea for giving us our, the best players. That's Fulham. Ridiculous. And I think he got like a hat trick of assists. And to be fair, I, I, I knew, I, I thought, okay, yeah, this is good. This is good because it gives you the hope. That lured him in. Great. It, it lures you in. Tell like, oh, give up, oh, thank you for giving us our best player. And I don't think we played, I think in our first game, I think we might have lost to Liverpool or something. So people were really excited by the William Ka a little, you know, masterclass. And then, um, yeah. But Meet, Meet, I want to ask you genuinely, because yeah. I'm baffled here, because obviously I've been watching the Prem all these years. Was William as bad for Chelsea yeah. as he is currently for Arsenal? Because I swear... It's just not adding up what, what he's currently doing. Was he as bad for you guys as he is for us? I, I feel William has got all the talent in the world. He's a very talented footballer. But the thing that's always killed me, and I think even Dan might have asked like a couple months ago, like what what's the worst things about him? And I say about his, his, his consistency. He's so super inconsistent. He's a super, I think, lazy is not a word that people often attribute to William, but he's very lazy. And he's got this skill that makes him look like he works hard when he's really not working hard. He, it's incredible how he does it. His, 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 the sloppiness of his passing doesn't get spoken about enough. He is so sloppy and careless that he will oftentimes, like things will break down with him because he just has no care in his, his passing and execution. It is so bad. So all of the things that I'm seeing, that I've seen from since 2013 when he joined, None of this is new to me. None of this is a surprise to me. So this is just perfect. And obviously, in a big certain big games, you might see him do something like great, or he might give you like that one out. Of, I think the one one in every fifteen games will give you an amazing game. But oftentimes, like after those other fourteen games, he's, he's literally rubbish. Dan's so, not even getting those returns at the moment, man. It's too it stinks. It stinks. But that's bound <laughs> to happen because you're getting him at thirty-two. So that that yeah. was bound to happen where you're not going to get those. But it might be one in twenty now. You know, mm. and he's giving you the one already. So, mm. man, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a mess, man. But can you talk, talk to me about the Belogan situation? Because from yeah, the videos so I've seen, and obviously I've watched him in the youth, you know, when he plays against the Chelsea youth, he looks a talented player. So I, I don't understand. I don't understand the situation at all. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a, it's a funny one. And I think a lot of criticism has been put at Arteta's feet, but I actually don't think this one is on him. Um, there was, you know that the, the contracts guy um, mutually agreed uh, to leave Hus Farmy from Arsenal earlier. And I think this one is, is, is something that he probably has to take um, uh, credit for, like the, the way the situations uh, turned out. So like last season, I think there was a sort of a breakdown in trying to negotiate a contract for Balogun. It was like very heavily performance-based um, type contract, which I think Arsenal are trying to push out to all of the you know, scholars that they're signing up. And Balogun said, you know what, I don't really care about all of this. I just want to play play games. And I think that was sort of taken as like an affront to the club, being like, you're not taking what you're given, that kind of thing. And so as a result, he wasn't um, training with the first team uh, last season when some of the other under-23s that have come through um, were, like Aziz and who, who made his debut, Ben Cottrell made his debut this season as well in the Europa League. And 
um, because of that, I think he wasn't then put in front of Mikel Arteta last season. And so now when Mikel has actually finally seen him, he's like, yes, I really like this guy. But now we're in a situation where he's now he's down to his last six months and he's saying, no, I want to play. Well, I think now it's just an awkward situation where if you're not signing the contract, why would you be getting any minutes when you're in the last six months? So it's, it's, it's just enough. a bit, it's just a bit, um, it's just a bit chaotic there. And I feel like with the whole Inketia thing, if this Ballinger guy had been trusted earlier, we could have been able to probably sell Inketia, who's now coming to his last year um, of his contract in June, um, or and Lacazette, and the pathway would be a lot clearer for this guy, um, and it'd be he'd be more encouraged to sign that contract. So I think it's been handled and, and mismanaged um, quite badly. Uh, and and a, another sort of spanner in the works there is I think Inketia and Balogun have the same agent, right? So it's not like you can you know, sell Balogun dreams about what you're going to do to Inketia without, you know, it coming back to Inketia. So there's a lot of, you know, hierarchy and politics there going on. So for me personally, I would say, you know, Inketia, you're not part of our plans going forward because not to, not to bash him, because I think it's a difficult skill to be able to score goals at any level. He scored goals in the championship under 21s, uh, a couple of goals in the, in the league for, for us. But I think the things in his game that we need in the Premier League, it's just not his game, right? So it's not a, it's a slight to him to say, you're not going to be Arsenal's number nine going forward. But I just think now we have to, we've seen you, we've given you opportunities. We know you're not it. It's time to move on, that kind of thing. So I just wanted to ask on that. So do you feel like, has he had like a proper run up front though, in terms of like back-to-back starts, back-to-back, you know, minutes, like significant minutes up front? Because I, I, I don't remember that actually being the case. I remember him coming, filling in here and there. Mm. I feel like with a player of his age, I think, what, he's 21? I think, yeah, he's about 20, 21. Um, at that age, you need you need to be given consistency and consistent yeah. runs, isn't it? So I think it's quite... like I, <clears throat> I, I've seen him play, and I, I don't think he's of the top draw, of the top English talents that we have about, but... He's a good player, and I think he 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 reminds me of um he reminds me of like a, a Jermaine Defoe type player. Um, I I can't I can't explain it, but I think he's very good at sniffing out the chances. He's got a good finish, a good shot, and he, you know a lot of his a lot of his goals that I've seen, especially at Arsenal at a senior level, is the anticipation and kind of forcing mistakes. But that also boils down to the fact that you guys don't really create that many chances, mm. and I feel like generally. <clears throat> It might be a bit too premature to judge whether he's good enough for Arsenal or at this level because I don't think he's been given a consistent enough run for you to make that assertion. But then I I don't know. I might be wrong. I, he might have been given those five to ten games where you're seeing, okay, is he actually good enough? No, I think I think I think that's completely fair. Um, and I said this uh, to to the, to the rest of the guys on Tachigunas as well. Like for someone his age, you're right. He needs to be playing every single week and. At this stage, Arsenal can't afford to be giving him those minutes every single week, you know, like, because when we've seen him in the Europa League, when we've seen him in the League Cup, you know, his touch is still, you know, a bit questionable. You know, his link up is still a bit questionable in these games at those levels, right? So really and truly, him getting five to ten games starting every week it's going to be impossible at a club like Arsenal, right? But what I'm saying is, though, this this is what I'm trying to get at, 
it's like a European Europa League game and League Cup game is what once every so yeah Europe, once every two, yeah yeah no no I, two, right? I, I I get that and so so I'm saying from 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 an Enketia perspective and from an Arsenal perspective, the best thing is probably for him to move on and play somewhere else where he can get those minutes because. Yeah. From an Arsenal perspective, if someone's going to give you fifteen million pound with maybe five million pound in add-ons, you know, maybe a bit more if you see what someone like Brewster um, went for, then you know you're going to take that, and then you've got John Jules or Balogun, maybe who are in the academy that can step up and, and take those minutes away from Nketiah. And from an Nketiah's perspective, he goes out and he gets to play every week, you know what I mean? And actually develop in the way that um, he, he needs to develop. So I think at this point, with a year left of his contract, it's just best for both parties for him to move on. Personally. But then I, I just wanted to, sorry, I, I can't believe we're spending so long talking about Eddie Nketiah, you know? But, <laughs> um, it's, uh, I just wanted to add that the whole point about being able to get minutes, I feel like as a striker, you need to have a, a type of game where a senior first-team manager can actually tactically build around. And there's nothing in Eddie Nketiah's game in terms of, let's say when Danny Welbeck was young, fantastic mover off the ball. You can, you, you can set a tactical plan where the first team can actually play around him, even if his quality isn't quite ready yet. Whereas I, I see so much of Chicharito in Eddie Nketiah, where oh, there's a God. there's a six there's exactly there's a six yard box sharpness, but football is played over a hundred more yards than that, and there's nothing <laughs> that that you're gonna do yeah, with Eddie Nketiah. Go, go, go to West Ham or go to go to Germany if that's the level um, oh, that, that you're comfortable. But like like, like you said, um, Mosh, that, that's long enough on Eddie Nketiah. <laughs> <laughs> this tricky Reds. Um, uh, so back to our bread and butter, the league. 19 games for, for most of the teams now. So that's, uh, if my maths is right, that's about halfway through, wouldn't you say, Ellis? Yeah, halfway through. So I thought um, I'd, I'd sit with you guys and just get your thoughts on the first half of the season. Um, I'm going to start with, uh, let's call this one a group exercise, yeah? Uh, let's try and put together our first half of the season um, team of the year. Um, the first thing we always tend to try and do with these is to come up with a formation. Um all you guys feel it's just four, three, three still the way to go, do you think? Yeah, I, I was I was sketching this out. Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw you get your paper and pen. I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I've done, done a four, three, three. Can I just say, this is going to be really good this year because this is the first year because no one's run away with it. It's not going to be one of them team of the years where there's one team that has five or six positions. So that's, yeah, I mean, you say you can one, look up and down was, the it league. Was, it, was, it was you lot, wasn't it? So let's start with our, our, our goalkeeper. So um, yeah, this is this is going to be an interesting one. Um, who, who, what kind of names have we got to who for who we'd have in goal um, first half of the season? You know, for me, I don't even think it's a discussion. You know, I just I, I just got one name, and that's Emmy Martinez. To be honest, I, okay. I, I, I don't think you can put anyone else above him performance-wise this season, personally. Um, I, mean, I think they're the third. Edison's been good. Has Edison been good, or City had a good? I, I just think City don't concede any shots over yeah. ninety minutes to even. Yeah. Alice uh, Allison hasn't played enough. He's been good when he plays, but he's missed so much of the season yeah, as well. He's so good when he's played, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gave a little pen against Ashley Barnes as well, so lost some marks. <laughs> Um, so um, Dan Cooter said Emmy Martinez means his uh, tentative Edison. Is there anybody else we'd want to include? In I, I know, I know Tobes is listening, screaming Lloris right now, oh, but we're, <laughs> we're not listening. Really? Nah, that's oh, not. We might, he might be, but he's, he's, he's got he's got six at the back in front of him, man. I'm not. <laughs> <having> <laughs> that. <laughs> that's not happening. Back, and he's only got how many clean sheets has that guy got? Maybe five. Yeah, yeah. not that, 
Yeah, that's that's another Martinez problem. is a good shout to be fair. Right, oh. Let's go Martinez. Um, who are we having at right back, boys? I, I'm actually weirdly, I don't think any of the top fullbacks have played consistently enough this season in terms of their performance. I'm actually going to give it to Carl Walker-Peters. I think he's had a brilliant season at right back for Southampton. Not he's been better, better seasons than Cancelo. Not been better than Reese James or Cancelo. I can't say that. Oh. Reese James has been out for a bit though, hasn't he? Yeah. I, w- I would, Reese James is a, is a very much a favourite player of mine. So I, I don't mind putting Reese James I'd probably, I'd probably say Cancelo. Wait, wait, wait. Cancelo. Nah, Cancelo or Reese James for me. Yeah, it has to yeah. I, I had I had James done and then James I had James um Matt Cash or Cancelo and then I Matt Cash. went to Cancelo. Cash is Matt Cash. I, I think he's been okay. I People don't like him because he looks like Grealish, man. Yeah, bro. I'm just <laughs> like, yeah, bro. He's living off the sauce in front of him, yeah, man. That's, that's what he's doing. Like he's a peaky <laughs> blinder. He's getting that green that peaky blinder residue, bro. That's yeah, man. That's that's Honestly, nobody on that Villa team can miss right now. They're all no, getting stardust yeah. from Grealish. Lamptey's been out too much that lo- this last two months. Otherwise, he otherwise he'd be a shoe in. Agreed. So we've got Matty Cash, peaky blinder. We've got Reese James. We've got Cancelo. Uh, I'm gonna go with Cancelo. Um, yeah. Yeah, fair. I, can, yeah. I, I can't argue with that. Fair enough. Okay, Cancelo. Cool. Um, our centre back position. So, um, yeah, who, who are we going with at the back? For me, I'll, I'll let you guys go. City pair, surely, isn't it? Yeah, it has to be City's pair. Diaz definitely. Diaz has been a I, I, I think... I'd, I'd like to put Fabinho alongside Diaz only because I think Fabinho has played with so many different people and been uh, taken. He's yeah, been he's so well. far out I of his comfort lie zone. To you, he's done well. He's I been most lie. out of his comfort zone. He's I think. done well. Fabinho has played I'm not giving. So I'm not giving sympathy votes for any man. How? Sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, but no, yeah, yeah, but I'd say for I'd say, um, obviously, Diaz, um, Stones has been good as well, but I I want to, I'm not gonna say it. You want to say Thiago Silva? No, 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 I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie. Don't you fucking dare. I'm not gonna, well, Fafana actually, Fafana's up there. I'll see, I I was gonna say, yeah, Fafana or Maguire. I think what is going on here. Maguire. I just want to say, let me just let me let me let, let me just explain, right? You just so, butter, wait, 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 wait. Maguire. So, Maguire, yeah. After the season, the start of the season he had, I think he's done extremely, extremely well. So because a man was banged up abroad, we're getting putting him in the flipping. No, 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 not about that. No, it's not about that. I think performance-wise, like he was rubbish at the beginning of the season. I think he's been very, very good over the last five weeks. I think he's been really good. I think he's been really good. That's just me, though. Is that enough to get him in the team? Now I'm not. I'm. I'm So wait, wait, wait. Something in your head sees Maguire there more than Fabinho. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're, you're taking me. That's crazy. I think honor, honorable mention to Fabinho, um, Thiago Silva. Mm. So I think they, I think uh, they have been really good. Silva's been good, but I think Silva's fallen off um, in terms of like standards wise for the last two weeks. So, I, I, and it's been like a a big fall off, I'd say. So I, until he gets back to levels, I, I'm not going to say his name in that regard. I'm all right with Fafana, <laughs> though. I think, Fafana, I think, yeah. ooh, okay, so Fafana, 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 Fafana or Stones? Fafana. Fafana. 
Fofana. I want to go with Fofana. I want to go with somebody outside at the top side. Let's... Oh, and, and, he's, and he's 19 <laughs> as well, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the back of defenders, apparently. Yeah. Hey, let's, let's not do that, man. No disrespect. <laughs> no disrespect. <laughs> Look at him. Yeah? I see him. No disrespect. Uh, <laughs> and who would we have at left back? Uh, left back. I put Robertson there. I'd personally. still put Robertson there. I think he's had a brilliant season. I think he's actually been really, really good, I'm despite putting, Liverpool being crap. I'm putting Luke Shaw. I'm putting Luke Shaw. No, no, I don't think. I don't think anyone could say that's a shocking shout. I it's think not. Luke Shaw's been very good this season. Like, I think he has, he of, has. All your, of all your defenders, yeah, he's been your best defender. Yeah, he like, been your best performer at the back. Been our best, most consistent performer. Yeah, yeah. I think Luke Shaw. I think um, Robertson. I think Robertson. I think there's the standards of him has have dipped. Quite but even if he's dipped, I still think his standard is above everyone else's. Even if he's less, I still still think it's above. I, him. I I don't think his performances have been as good as Luke Shaw's. I don't, and I watch Liverpool a lot. I don't think his performances have been uh, as good. Mohamed Salah, you seen what your performances have done? I, I don't think. What about Mane, man? Come on, you just you just beefing Salah yeah, the whole time. Think about it. I don't think. Yeah, but we're talking about left backs, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't. I can't. I can't say his performance has been better than Luke Shaw's. I think. Yeah, I can't. I, I, I think I can, to be honest. He's he's got five assists. He's only been crap man, the last two three weeks. I don't think he's been bad at yeah, all. Last two three weeks, Robertson has clearly dipped, but I'd I'd still go with Robertson. Well, well, we'll go with Robertson on the balance. Um, defensive midfield. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna mention Douglas Luiz. My boy. That's it. Uh, and um, any any other names? Yeah. Uh, I put, I, 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 trying I, to Fabinho. Uh, yeah, he's actually a DM. Let's get him. No, 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 I'm going. Going, going, going uh, against going against my colours though. I'm gonna say Hoiberg, man. I think he's been. What? I think yeah, he's yeah, really yeah. good. He's done his job. That's a shot done. I think he's been really really good, man. Don't do that. Why did you shout when you say he's done his job? He's done his job. <laughs> that's because when he came in, when he came in, a lot of people were like, oh, he's shit, rah, rah, rah. He's not good. But he's, he's come. Not. He's not good, but he's done a job and he's done a job that Mourinho needed for him. And he's oh, got he I, pers- I personally can't think he's... around kicking people, bro. That's all he does. That And I'm when I mean kicking people, he fouls them, man. Like, he's not good. <laughs> I, 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 I think I think I've been very harsh there because I think some of his passing has been very very good. Bro, he's the embodiment and, of Ander Herrera. He's literally uh, Anglo-Saxon Ander Herrera, bro. I'm not hearing it. I, I, better than better than Lu- no, Louis, better than Louise. Nah. I, I, I put I put Hoiberg in there, man. For me, I, I don't I don't know if he should be there because I think his footballing. Ability on with his feet is terrible. He's, he's been but good. Suchek, no, I'm saying Suchek is up oh, there for, for where he's. But he's so bad on the ball. Like every time, all moves die with Suchek with West Ham. Man. Yeah. Like, I do like him. He's like he's literally like the modern day Fellaini, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Go for it. I respect. So, so who do you guys want to go with? Louise Suchek, um, Hoiberg. Please, you, you can go with Louise to be honest. Yeah, I think Louise. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, now we're into the two central midfield roles going to be interesting because there's quite a lot of candidates. I personally, I'm not going to speak too much. Um, Should we give our two? Should we give our two? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys go around and, and give your two, innit? I think uh, I think my two are... Well, actually, no, wait. wait yeah, no, go on. <laughs> wait a sec. I got confident and then I realised. Andy was ready to gas himself up as well. <laughs> yeah, give my two. I think my two are... Um, yeah, cool. So you don't. Yeah. You seem like you're still thinking, Mush. Um, yeah. Dan, Kooks? Um, I've got Bruno and KDB in there, man, personally. I KDB? Just think- 
Yeah, I, think, I just think numbers-wise, you can't put, you can't look past them, man. Like, if yeah. you're going to give Bruno accolades for his numbers minus his performances, then you have to do the same for De Bruyne. Um, I'm putting Bruno and Gundogan, man. I think Gundogan's having a great season, and now yeah. the goals are being added as well. Yeah, fair. Um, I'm. Oh. I was gonna say Bruno and KDB, but then I'm thinking. I think Pogba might be up there as well. And I say, and I'm going to say Pogba only because the performances have been there. Clutch moments have been there when it comes to get like... <laughs> Mariah, yeah? Everyone, Mariah looks like... You know when your child is on stage for their first ever assembly and Mariah's just watching his child try and... Sing what about the first 10 games when he had COVID See, lungs? That's the man spent three months on the bench, bro. What that's the thing, right? So, this is what is like okay, he just winked at the camera. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to do, yeah, is trying to balance it out across the season. And obviously, the first couple of weeks. He did have COVID, and I'm taking that into context. And the performances weren't great, but they weren't shocking. I don't think they were like shockingly bad. I think there was a couple ones where they were really, really poor. But I just, not, I just shot that down to, to obviously him recovering from COVID. And but ever, I think it was um, there was one game that made me think, you know what? If he continues playing like this, then yeah, I think it must have been around October times. I won't say yeah, guys. Right. Guys, are we October, thinking about Tangi and Dombele by any chance? Maybe a shot, but he only lost 60 minutes, bro. Like, I, I say, I'm not, diabetes, yeah, I'm not... the insulin needs to be shot up. Yeah, that's man, that's minutes. what I'm saying. Like, he only know, he's, he's played a few, he's played but a few nineties the last three weeks, you know. Yeah, he he's scored a few, few as, well, as, that lob. as Toby but, uh, has I, informed I, us every yeah, time, yeah, you know, he's finished the night. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Pogba. I don't mind if he's not there, but I think he's definitely worth a mention. Million percent, million percent. I respect that, brother. So, who are your two? A couple curveballs for me. Pogba and KDB, Ellis. Well, um, I'll probably do Fernandez just because he's inevitable. That that pains me to say. It pains me. <laughs> it, hurt. it hurts me because I know KDB. But a couple of curveballs for me, Basuma and uh, Rice have really performed. Shout Good shouts. Good shouts. Shout out. actually. Very, you know what? Yeah. Ellis hates Bruno, by the way. Um, Ellis hates Bruno. He ruins his day every time. Bro. Every <laughs> We're hoping for fuckery and then Bruno pops up with something crazy. Um, I get it, man. Yeah, um, and Mush, last but well, I'll say mine afterwards, but Mush. Yeah, like I said, um, yeah, Bruno and Gundogan, but I do want to give a shout out. I know he's far down the table, but I think Zambo Anguisa has been really good in the middle yeah, for Fulham. Decent, yeah. like, driving force for them. So, yeah, I think maybe by the end of the season, it'll be a lot higher in people's estimation. Cool. Um, for me, Pogba, if Nasi has name mentioned, I wouldn't mention it. Um, I think his, his what I'd call his good form probably started on the West Ham game, which is the start of um, December. December, start, of start of December was after the internationals. Okay, so we're talking about, yeah, we're talking about it's let's say he's played eight games. He's had eight games where he's played at a really good level. So I think he could maybe see himself getting into the team of the year end of the season if he can maintain this. But, but right. because of how poorly, remember I do Pogba watch, and those first few weeks, Seb <laughs> <laughs> was really running. It was getting very, very long. So, uh, I think he got a three out of ten one week. Um, um, you stopped recording it. No more episodes. No more episodes. I did. I did not stop recording. I did not stop recording because when I started at the start of the season, I was like. 
there's always this conjuncture around Pogba, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Let's actually watch his performances each week. And my mm. hope was that across the season, he would actually prove to be good more than he's bad and just kind of dispel some of the myths, I think, that are, are around his performances. Yeah. Um, but this has probably been his best run of consistent form he's had for us since he's, he, he's come over. Why that may be, I'm not sure. But again, you have to put Bruno in there. Um, yeah. Numbers, the numbers are just, they're undeniable. And um, I would not play Bruno with a KDB, personally. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine that? Partnership, you're, you're, you're just going to get counted every five minutes, man. <laughs> One of them was chilling out on the right wing, spamming crosses in, and one <laughs> of them can barely play two um, two passes together uh, in the in the middle of the field. But I think again, um, KDB's numbers are, are are hard are hard to deny. So I'll, I'll put KDB in there out of respect for for who he is and and, and what he's done. I'm not going to lie, though. I think Endombele is actually a really good shout. Personally, I think he's he's been for, really for good. balance for the sake of balance, fan. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not mad at it. Let's let's put Endombele in there with. You, take so that, you guys decide. Who, who's top of the table? <laughs> oh, that kind of flex, yeah? Right, 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 right. I'm just saying what's happening. That's, Even I'm if, just the guy who's saying what's happening. If, you I was to take, if I was to take someone out, it would be KDB, though, and not taking out Bruno, because Bruno, what, he's got the four player of the months and whatnot, like, oh, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, he has really? he has to be there, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he has to, oh, wait, he actually has wait, to wait, be wait, there. Wait, wait. I, I'm sick of myself that I'm having to, like, I'm having to get behind this machine. I, I make myself sick. I need to understand, hold on. He's got four player of the months in a row. Not this, yeah. season. Not, not this season, but since, since he's been in, in, in 2020. 2020. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. I was about so to four in, like, na- four in like, what, nine months? Or eight it months? wasn't even nine. There wasn't four. It's like four out of seven months of football, I think. It's crazy. Wow. Scary hours. Scary That's hours, bro. Cool. So we're going in Dombele and Bruno. Okay. And let's go. Who are our two wide forwards? I'll start with you, Ellis. Sorry. Um, Salah. If we're gonna do the numbers game in it, so why did you? Oh, why on. did you? Why did you? Why did you say numbers game then side eye the camera? Guys, Salah on the right. Yeah. Who on the left? Who on the left? What Grealish? Surely. Oh yeah. Boy, boy, this is where it gets techy because I think you. That's what I'm saying, cuz because I, I, me. I'm not putting Salah in there still because he's been mm, for a consistent amount of time where Sonny has been local mm. all season. Sonny's stopped being local though, man. No, no, come on. You can't you can't compare a, 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 a four-weeker or, or, or a bit of uh, and then compare it to Son being missing a couple odd... Nah, man, I can't. I can't. Son, okay, I listen, so I'm so, so angry better with Salah. these guys. Son's I don't mind Salah. not having them. Yeah, Son, I think Son has to be there, man. Son has yeah, to be there. He's been better than Salah for well, sure. Salah's top yeah, no, but top scorer. Oh, oh, if you're going with the ch- oh, if you're going with the charts, he's top of the ch- okay. You're doing the Mariah. I see you. I see you. Okay, okay. Let's let's put it like this here. Son, yeah, is a secondary scorer. Let's put it like this. Secondary scorer. He's performed better. Like, I think I think that's undeniable. He's performed better, and he's only got one less goal than Salah has. And I yeah, think what, what, Salah takes ten as well. No, but Salah's yeah. dropped off in the last four weeks. Yeah, and Son Son's not dropped off. Like, yeah, I agree. Mm, yeah, We're gonna do some shout outs as well, as in, like, yeah, who's okay, been so, good so, throughout yeah, the I'd season. Say, um, yeah, so Son for me, Son and Grealish are the wide options for me. Yeah, um, 100. I agree yeah. with that. 
Now, in terms of shout outs, Ademola Lookman, shout Lookman's out. Yeah, been all right. he's been good. He's been good. He's had Pe- Pedro Neto as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, good right. shout. Oh, no, 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 I'm not saying Rashi's in my team, to be fair. I'm not just asking questions. I'm a guy asking guys questions. We're all friends here. We're all friends here. Rashi's been calm, but I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say Neto because I think. I think a lot of people say Neto against like the bigger sides, but when I've watched him against like the lesser teams, when you know you expect Wolves to win, he's been underperforming, very underwhelming player. Like so, I'm, I'm hmm. nah, the good player, good talent, but no. Um, I think, I think things had a really good season. Uh, Jack Harrison on the left at, yeah. for Leeds, he's been sick. To be fair, Zaha Zaha has been good. Zaha. Harvey Barnes is my guy as well. I'm not yeah, Harvey Barnes. Barnes is a player, man. Hammers, what happened to the Hammers hype, guys? Six, no, wait, that, that first, that first month, that first month, though. Man, was saying over KDB. I said, look, respect the boy, Come on, he, he, he brought the beautiful game back. Those four we replaced that with Bruno Ball. We replaced that with Bruno Ball. What makes me sick here is that you, man, are not look KDB. Are you forgetting his assist for Stones, bro? Don't make me faint. That outside of the boot. Pingers, into listen. I, I, I don't want to. At the end of the day, it was a cross, though, innit? You know oh, I mean? you, <laughs> 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 you might not enjoy good things, <laughs> boys. What about what about Gareth Bale, boys? Oh my god, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you just put the whole signing. mood down there, man. I was gonna ask the worst, worst signing of the season, but you've actually kind of jumped ahead there. I, I, I see you, Wash. <laughs> cool. So, um, Ellis, you said, um, Salah and Grealish, um, Dan Cooks. Yeah, no, I'm I'm exactly the same. They're, they're, I didn't I didn't have to think about those. I actually think Grealish has been the best player um, in this, in in the league this year, performance wise. Um, I don't think any can can touch him personally, mm, um, mm. Other, other than the guy that I've put as my striker. But. Cool, um, Mush. Uh, who's your two wide? Oh, you guys, for? you guys have made a good point for Son, man. It's still in my head in now because it's changed me. Um, I'm I'm gonna go. Grealish and Son, but it would have been it's Son and Rashford very close because I think Rashford's playing in tougher circumstances. So I respect yeah. that. Um, well, harder teammates to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And me, me, who, who would you Man AM in that? Yeah. Who would your two be? I said mine. I said mine. Um, who would your two? Sorry, I missed them. My, my wide players. Oh, um, yeah. Grealish. Grealish. Son, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'll go with I think I'll go with Son and um, Son and Grealish as well. Um, striker, I think it's pretty evident, but I will still you do know the bad. Bobby Firmino, well done. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, it's obviously Harry Kane. Yeah. Anybody got anyone different? There's nobody nah. else. Nah. Nobody else. There's a couple of nice mentions. Obviously, Calvert Lewin's been very good this season. Yeah, yeah. Danny Ings has been all right as well, but you just have to look at it and think, nah, Harry Kane, when everyone was saying he was finished. Bro, not only is he top goal scorer, I think he's got the most assists as well. Yeah, yeah. he's going less... for that twenty twenty, isn't it? Brother, mm. he's got one less than, so he's got eleven assists. <laughs> Look at Dan. Dan can't bear it. Let him let him do what he wants. Let him do what he wants, man. We, bro, I, don't, I don't entertain them conversations, man. Bro, listen, eleven assists, twelve goals. Come on, I, it's, yeah, <laughs> he's ridiculous. He's, he's, he's a freak, man. man. He's he's incredible, crazy, incredible, incredible player. So I think that that that's a, a comfortable, you know. Oh, and, and shout out, shout out Mikel Antonio though, because he's carrying that line for what he's doing. That's my, 
and he's such a nice guy as well. Yeah, yeah, good I, vibes. I, I love that guy, man. He's probably nice. Man. Proper, like, proper like hard grafter, and he gets yeah, the goals, man. I, I like him, man. I like him. Yeah. So yeah, Mikhail, shout out for me is um Ollie Watkins. He's not the best, but he's doing his job. Yeah. And he's he's doing all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, did he drop three on you, man? Adrian tax, man. That's Adrian tax right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie. I think I think Watkins is a funny one, you know. I think he's he's, he's he, he plays well without scoring. Yeah, because yeah. he, he he's only actually scored in three league games this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, he's scored in first, which is a bit mad. But um. I scored against Newcastle the other day, innit? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the third game. I've really? Right. He only How many scored goals? Against, he's got seven, six goals. He scored three against Liverpool, two against Arsenal, and then that's his third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Damn. Yeah, I, I want to say a, a shout out to Patrick Bamford because why? Because he's fifty chances a game. Yeah, but that's the thing. He's got ten league goals, bro. Like in the Premier League so far, halfway through the season. Yeah, I think I'm gonna give back for the shout out. Although he he should really be on about twenty because. Oh, oh! By, by the way, on on the winger thing, shout out Rafinha at Leeds, man. Bad boy. Player. Oh yeah, he's a baller. He's a he's a baller, man. He's a baller. They they got they got some they got some players. Cool. So the team is um, remind me of our keeper. Sorry, Emmy Martinez. Emmy Martinez. We have got uh, who's our right back? Matt right. Cash, you know, Matt Cash at right back. But do you no, it wasn't Matt Cash. It was Cancelo. Hey, it was, it was Cancelo. Oh, it was Cancelo. Thank yeah, you. God, don't do that, Mush. Don't do that. No, don't kill us here. <laughs> It was for Fa- it was for Fana and Ruben Diaz as our centre backs. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Robertson at left back. We've got Douglas Luiz at defensive midfield. Mm. Our central midfielders are Indon Bele and Bruno Fernandez. Our right sided forward is Son. Uh, uh, I thought it was KDB still. KDB. I thought it was Bruno. It was- <laughs> <laughs> I need that clip. You were looking at me, and I was looking at you. Like, yeah, uh, yo, that was that Diddy meme. You know the Diddy one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was Bruno, but you not. I didn't think, think Endon Bailey getting over KDB. Although it's a, it's oh, okay. a okay, so okay, my apologies. So Bruno and KDB, yeah. Hey. Cool. All right, I'm done. I think you gave Endon Bailey an honourable mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and then our right-sided uh, forward is. Young Min Son, our left side forward is Jack Grealish, and up top is Harry Kane. Um, who do we have as the manager? Do you know what manager has impressed you guys? I think Dean Smith. Dean Smith. Dean Smith has been the best manager. Him and Pep for me this season have been the best managers because Dean Smith's one his adaptability, two he's not got the quality that uh, the other managers have. And yet he's still been able to churn out amazing results. I think they've got what four games in hand, and they're currently fifth or fifth or, or yeah, sixth. they're a bit lower than that. I feel like they've got three games no, in hand, and they're like ninth. They let they let they ninth. Sorry, ninth now they were eleventh before they came. Yeah, yeah, so they've got okay. they've got um yeah, so they've got um two games in hand and they're eighth, points, yeah, and they're eighth. So yeah, they're, they're very good. They're it's, very top, looking, it's looking like a top four bid. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, they've they've, the they'll be pushing a certain team out of fourth. We won't name names though. It's just the numbers, Ellis. I mean, what do you want? What do you want me to do? <laughs> cool. And uh, I think Dan Coog said it earlier, but I'm still interested to hear if there are any other opinions. Who, who would you guys go with for Player of the Year? I think Grealish. 
so far, Grealish. I think obviously Pogba can make a late run for it. Um, if United, if he leaves United to a title, I think it, it, yeah, Pogba or Bruno might get the accolades, but. I think if United win, Bruno's winning it. Come on, you know how the yeah, you know how the media yeah, machine yeah, works. Yeah, yeah. But, but, <laughs> but do you know what it is? Yeah, as well. I think that Gary Neville's endorsement of Pogba has also made people stand up and actually start to appreciate him. Which is funny because I don't think Neville was doing his best job in terms of promoting Pogba's greatness or potential greatness. But that obviously, that's not just down to, to Gary Neville. That's down to public performances generally. But I think that's kind of... That endorsement might have um, changed the perception. Because, again, he performed very well this week um, in the Premier League game. So, I, I think... Yeah, I think Pogba... I think Pogba might make a late dart. Obviously, Bruno's up there. Um, I, I think, personally, if, if City win the title, I think for level of effect on a team, Ruben Diaz yes, might, well. might be up there. I think... He's completely changed how City look in terms of their solidity. So I, I would put Diaz up there as well. And he loves to defend. That's not a bad he def- shout as well. He's a brilliant defender. Yeah, he he loves. He literally says, "Bro, look, there's other men that can do all this with the ball, whatever." And that's cool. I'm trying to improve all that, but I'm here to defend, bro. I'm yeah. here to defend. I love that. I love that mentality. I love it so much. So yeah, but Diaz not, is actually a very good shout. I'm not gonna lie. Regardless of what happens in the league, if Kane gets 2020. He'll get the PFA, like. Oh, that's true. Um, that's individual shout. So yeah. we were saying it's Grealish. So we'd say our front runners are what Grealish, Harry Kane, and Bruno. Yeah, probably. I, would agree I, with I that. think probably group Bruno. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I agree. And then I probably put a City player in there as well. With and Ruben, Diaz, yeah. Ruben Diaz. But cool. obviously, their attacking players haven't been doing it. So, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, young player of the year. Who who would you guys be looking at? As somebody who was twenty four at the start. Look at Dan waking up with all these little kids in his team. Look at his <laughs> face. <laughs> Look at him. Yes, sir. I got I got life. Yeah. Yes, sir. I, mean, you know, I can talk about <laughs> Haylund. Yeah. Talk about Haylund. Yes, yeah, so that's, that's twenty. That's twenty four and younger at the start of the season. Twenty four. Yeah, I know. It's scary. I, unfortunately, because Rashford is what just twenty three or twenty four, I think he probably fits into that. So. I think Rashford will get it. I think he might deserve it as well. Especially if United win the title. Um, but yeah, probably Rash might be the front runner right now. And um, Dombele as well. And Dombele is still running. <laughs> wow, 24 is too old, man. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's actually ridiculous. Uh, Mariah, let's do our own 22 and less, man. Come yeah, on. Yeah, man. Let's do, oh, let's, do tw- let's do 22 and less. Wait, how old is Endon Dombele? 20- he's 23, I think. He's 30, man. I've seen him, he's bro. <laughs> <laughs> The really still young, still. Um, okay, so 22 and under. Um, so, yeah, yeah, 22 or under. I think Saka is in with the yeah, shout yeah. for me Saka's personally. Yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, you, you can't watch channel, like, not me, but like, being, ob- <laughs> being, being objective, yeah, you know, it's not Ola this week, innit? So I have to rep my guys, yeah. <laughs> hall, of, hall, of, hall of shame, hall of shame performance by Ola last week. Uh, <laughs> Saka's had like four decent games a season. Nah, man, man, stop doing that. You're doing it, you're doing it. What's that? No, 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 no. No one was talking about Saka when Divan were losing. Nobody. 
I don't want to hear this. Like, he was he was playing well in those games. No, he wasn't. No, he, he, was. he wasn't, man. Come on, come on. Uh, that's very unfair. I think if you look at if you look at this, if you look at the games, the only only way we were scoring goals is if this guy turned up and did something oh, out of the blue, man. And you weren't scoring goals, so how was he turning up? Like you yeah. weren't scoring goals, weren't winning games at all. So, the, like, and I said the only times we were scoring goals was when he was doing something good. Exactly. That doesn't mean he played well because you were barely scoring goals. Let's no, come no, no. On. Come no, no, because no. you're, you're, you're getting it twisted here. You're getting it twisted. Uh, let's be real. Let's Saka has been, been has been a consistent performer this season, man. It's not his fault that he's playing in a dead team. I agree. You know he's I think Mason Mount's been better than fucking Sacco, in my opinion. And I don't think Mason Mount's been amazing. I agree. I agree. I, I, I don't think he's been amazing. So I, I couldn't say that Sacco's a front one. You get what I'm trying to say for that? I, I just couldn't. I disagree with that personally. Well, any, any other names, Mush? I, I, I personally, for the level of responsibility he has, I'd say Declan Rice. I think he's had a great season. Yeah. I think he's captain in West Ham. He's just turned 20. He turned 22 last week. Mm. So this guy, this guy not, not mad at that one. Um, any other Ellis? Yeah, mine was actually Saka. To be fair, I mean, the huge responsibility that he's on for Arsenal. Cool. Yeah. So Saka, Mount, Reese, James, uh, Declan Rice. Um, no others come to mind when you're in 22 or under. Um, and for Fana, for Fana. Oh, oh yeah, Fana. Yeah, yeah, for Fana's another good shout. Um, for, from those names, if you had to pick somebody after the first 19 games, who would you go with? Fana. I'd go for Fafana. I'd go for Fafana. There's no way Fafana gets in a team of the season and doesn't get young PFM. Yeah. Sense. yeah. I love, I'm, love, I'm loving the logic there. Loving the logic there, Meads. Um, cool. So I, I appreciate that. Um, what was you guys' favourite match of the season? Just a, a last couple couple ones I want to ask you guys. Um, for me, I, I, don't, I don't think that it was necessarily a big game, but if anyone caught Brighton Villa, that was one of the best games yeah, I've watched. Game. That was yeah, a, a crazy game. game. Very dramatic. Like, Lamptey was amazing. Grealish was amazing. It was a really, really good game. That. My so, favourite game of the season, I can't lie. I, I genuinely can't lie. This ain't even a shot. It must. It had to be the seven. Yeah, I was, I was literally going to say that, man. That's clear. <laughs> <laughs> Like gen- genuinely, entertainment value that's right up there, man. That was just like they dunked on your heads, and it was it was so out the blue and unexpected. It was superb. It was bow after bow, and obviously Ellis, Ellis, four deflections. It was on the Discord. It was on the Discord live. Man, them scored Salah score, and they thought, yeah, okay, that's calm. We're gonna turn this rack around. Bow. You see that game? It got to a point where every time they went forward, I thought they were going to score. Well, there's one pass, one pass, and they were on. <laughs> and it was always on Trent's Trent side. The goal was coming from Trent's side. It could have been 10. It could have been 10 that game. You know what? Yeah. Then they're celebrating. They kept doing this A thing, like greeting. A thing. Like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> What's that about? But well, actually, that, I had to dig deep, and it was I think it was actually for like a Chelsea fan who passed away. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, way yeah, they were yeah. throwing it up, like it was all like hunky dory. Was that that was good? Do you know what game I liked the other day? Villa versus City. I really, yeah, that was a great craziest nil nil ever, man. I I, 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 enjoyed, I enjoyed that, and then City obviously got the 
good um Bernardo Silva scored and who got yeah. six second? Was it only one nil they won or did they score second? I think it, it was a penalty. Sterling. Was it a Sterling free kick? Oh no, Gundogan penalty. So it was uh, Bernardo Silva and then Gundogan scored. I like, I like the um Villa Man United game. That was, that, was a game, that was a very good game. Entertaining side. I was going to ask you not the most entertaining side. I think we've kind of kind of voted yeah. there. Aston yeah. Villa. Yeah. But what side have you found the most boring to watch, or the worst side? Castle United. Boring to watch. Newcastle definitely the worst. Newcastle, Newcastle, yeah. Yeah. The most boring, boring to watch. Boring. I think Burn- Burnley are pretty bad this season. They are they're, boring. They're pretty bad. City are boring. Do you think City are boring? I think City Spurs are boring. Are, I think Spurs are boring. Nah, boring. do you know why? No, do you want to know why? Because Endon Bele, for me, he does exciting things for me every game, bro. Like every game, like the little side steps of shimmies. Nah, nah, nah. I, I, I don't get bored. Of, and I, obviously, the connection with Son and um, Kane, I get excited with that. But with with with, with City, it, it feels very stale when they're going forward. I, Obviously, yeah, they, they haven't got, got the attacking talent nice. that they had. Yeah, you got Foden. That's nice. And he was a good player. Foden, young player of the year. We didn't. We didn't mention Foden. I don't think he's played enough. I don't think he's played enough to really be up in, in up there. But if he played more, then yeah, I think he he's been shagged really because I think he'd be a shoe in if he played. Mm. Um, well, KDB is out now, so we'll see. There's only so many other places Pep can can turn yeah. to. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I think. City just just because I want to be wild by them, but I'm not more than anything. I expect Burnley got to be a worse watch than City. Yeah, I, I expect that's the thing. I'm not actively tuning in to watch Burnley, bro. Like, mm. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? You'd actively tune in to see City, and you're seeing them. They're rubbish. Like it's I'm, boring. I'm not gonna lie. I've already said I don't watch City group games in the Champions League. Yeah. I can't get. <laughs> I'm but not they're gonna play like Marseille and stuff. Oh my goodness! Hold on. Bef- before we play Chelsea, I think Arsenal were probably. Yeah, like, I was gonna. Oh say yeah, you guys were, were very one. bad. It was terrible. Wow, it was terrible. That watching. was hor- like one it's shot in a game. Dan, yeah. Dan, <laughs> remember what I said to you before the game? I said, "Look, we're not, we're gonna lose that game. We're gonna give you the game. We're gonna give you the impetus to start your season again." I knew it because I know what I know what Frank's on. I know what he's on. So. Yeah, it's not a surprise to me. It's not a surprise that you guys kicked on since then. Still, not surprised whatsoever. Mm. Mm, fair enough. So we've got best team to watch Aston Villa. Worst team to watch is. Yeah, I guess we'll say Burnley. Let's say Burnley. Burnley. We'll go Burnley. Um, and if we're gonna go to for top side, it'd be Arsenal. Uh, yeah, yeah. You love that. You love to hear it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> one thing that this slipped my mind: January transfer window. Just um. Dan, so for all intents and purposes, it looks like you guys are getting Odegaard in. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you expecting? What impact are you expecting him to have? Um, are you happy with the, the, the loan signing? No obligation to buy? Um, I'm happy with it. Um, but probably in the scope, if, if it's just six months and, he, and we don't manage to get him for any longer, um, I don't think that's a great deal for us personally. Um, from from what I've been reading, I think you know he would be open to staying for longer if Zidane stays there past the summer. So I think if if we were doing a list of like potential attacking midfielder signings, he would have been probably you know second or third on my list of like realistic signings that I think we could have made. So I'm very happy with the player. I think he's got a lot of potential. He's very creative. So hopefully he hits the ground running, you know, and and has a successful 
I guess, four months till the end of the season because we're basically, you know, at the end of January already. So a lot of games, so nineteen <laughs> games. That's that's a lot. I mean, as poor yeah. as you guys have been, you're still in the mixer for the European places, and if you actually do really well, potentially a Champions League place. So he's addressing one of your big needs: creativity, right? Yeah, and I, I, and I do think I do think he's um, a really good player. Um, I think we need a backup left back as well. We got the backup keeper um, in there because I think you've seen it the last few uh, games that those the backups we have in those in those positions they weren't really they're not cutting it or they weren't really cutting it like that Runison guy. I don't know where you know he he learned how to to play goalkeeper. <laughs> you know, he went at a professional football club, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and Ainsley Maitland now's you know he's he he, he smokes too many joints before he, he comes onto the pitch. You can't really. Where, where has he fallen off? He's completely fallen off. It's it's, it? it's mental. I think you know he's someone that I think needs to be playing um, consistently to have any sort of rhythm in his game. If you drop him in cold, he he he, he can't he can't make five yard passes, man. He's like. He's away that, with the fairies. That, didn't didn't Arteta say something? I was reading a quote saying that like Ainsley needs to want to play or something like that. Like, yeah, he yeah. That like he's completely dropped off in terms of interest. I think I think he's one. He's he's happy to be there. Do you know what I mean? Like you you see him even at full time. He didn't come on the pitch. He's laughing. He's joking with all the with all the boys. Do you know what I mean? Like um, I think Saka done his chip against Chelsea. And you see Maitland Niles is there busting jokes with him, busting jokes with Tammy. But it's like. Big man, like you're 23, you didn't get on the pitch. Like, why are you so happy? Do you know what I mean? And I feel like he needs to get that steel in his game. That when he's not playing, he's he what he, he, he needs to be on the pitch. And I think because that's not quite there, you know, I, I'm not sure whether he's got that mentality to make it at a top top club. Basically, fair enough. All right, fair enough. Um, Liverpool fans, is there any hope, any chance that you get a centre back before the window closes? You, you free, you free on the weekend, Mariah. We could do with anyone. Because <laughs> <laughs> that Williams, you. Yeah, he's he stinks, man. He's not ready, man. He's stinks, but he's not ready. Henderson's injured, yeah. Yeah. Can't believe we're talking about Henderson at centre back. <laughs> what is going on at this football club? I don't think they're going to get a centre back. Uh, and I think Klopp's already given up on new man signing anybody. Why are you not getting a centre back? Well, well it's, it's a thing whereby I think the Klopp don't want to make any, like, they don't want to push the boat out in January. They've got, they got this thing, well, self-sustainability and whatnot. They don't know how much money is going to come in so far. Um, so wow. that's, what, that's what it's looking like at the minute. Um, Klopp, I don't think Klopp sent for the, for the owners. He was just saying, like, wow. This is where I am. This is where it is. I can't go and say, "Oh yeah, give me a centre back." In it, we have to talk things, talk things out. But they need a centre back. And I hope one somebody watched Williams today and thought, "Nah, we can't, we can't have this." <laughs> the, the other yeah. thing, the other thing is as well um, that Liverpool. If you remember with the Van Dijk signing, they wanted to get Van Dijk in the summer. He didn't come, and then Van Dijk sat out and waited till Jan. So Liverpool. Don't sign players until unless they're like strategically planned over a long time. So suddenly coming in and buying someone, Liverpool are going to be very reluctant to drop the bag on someone like that. I don't personally agree with it because, like Ellis said, how bad do the circumstances have to get? What do Salah and Mane need to play at the back before you sign someone? Like, what well, surely, surely, surely you have targets though, because even before, even before the injuries, you needed a centre back. You know, like you sold Lovren. Um, you know you. You knew you you only had three senior centre backs, and one of them is injury prone as it comes. So you know, surely you have a list of targets that it shouldn't be just a knee jerk thing to go out and get centre back. They had the ones that are back, Yeah, the Apocano and Konate. So those are the three names that are coming out. 
Um, I think they wanted to get Quebec in September, but um, Schalke were, were asking for too much money and Liverpool didn't have that money. Mm. So it's sticky anyway, for Liverpool on. right now, man. It's sticky. And it yeah, can get worse. It can get worse. It could. Like, heaven forbid, like, touch well, heaven forbid, Fabinho gets injured or something. Oh. Then you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, and obviously, and he's, he's bear in mind, Cuban aren't scoring goals frequently as well. So, is top four at risk? Uh, I don't think so. I, don't think, I think we've got too much quality. Yeah, not I think the other teams are too inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. I think, not yet. I think obviously, we're, 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 you're going to be looking at Spurs, you're going to be looking at. Um, we're looking at um, Villa as well. If Villa can maintain their form, and uh, there's no, no reason why no they can't. No reason why they can't. Leicester as well. Leicester, Leicester there. I think Leicester for me are a shoo-in, to be perfectly honest. I can't really? lie. Really? Okay. Well, we thought that last season. Okay. I didn't, but I think they're, they're a shoo-in for top four this season, in my opinion. They've cool. got enough. They've got, and I'm going to say, they've got enough quality because they've added enough bodies as well. So I think... Yeah, I'm gonna say they've got your Vardy, Vardy's out now, so we'll, we'll see what they're we'll see exactly. What they're let's let's see what the, they're the, on. The thing is with Leicester, they got Europa League as well. Um coming. So that's that's something I think and they, might, they might get to the quarters and think, you know what, fuck it all in. Mm. So if obviously it's touch and go in the in the Champions League spots in the league, they might think, fuck this, all right, we're going all in for Europa. So you're right, that yeah. Yeah, that might impact their season big time. I, I, I personally, I do think top four is at risk, you know, because, you know, you're saying everyone else is too inconsistent, but you're just as inconsistent, man. Like, no yeah. wins in the last five. But know, then, think... Dan, Dan, what, what all I will say to that is I agree right now it looks like it's very much in jeopardy. I think that a lot of the different aspects of the pitch, like Liverpool, even with all these defensive problems, we apart from this game you saw today, we haven't conceded many goals at all. We're just not scoring them. So I feel like the solution of finding a way of scoring goals again sees us go on good runs in the season. Confident guy. Fair enough. Always, so, man. At, at present, who's everybody's tip for um, champion? City? You Sorry. know what I'm saying, bro. You know what I'm saying. You know, I said that when Seb said his thing, I didn't disagree. It seemed mad at the time, and but I didn't disagree. I think it's a, it's a worthwhile shout. And even now... I look at the way the, the season's shaping up and I'm thinking United have definitely got a big, big opportunity to win it. And now KDB's out for, five, what, five weeks? I think United can really pu push away. And, yeah, they've got big momentum. Big momentum and they've got key players all all, all showing their worth at the right time. Obviously, Greenwood's just scored today. So, it, you know, it might be the right boost that he needs as well to fit in that right-hand side. So... I think United, City will be my second favourites. Um, I think it'll be out of them too. Leicester, obviously, potential. But yeah, City, United. But United, I'm going to give the edge to them. It's the, it's the first time I've said this in, what, seven years. So yeah, United. Kooks? That, that statement, those statements from Meads make me sick, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm disgusted. I'm absolutely disgusted. But um, I, I can't lie. If this KDB injury was, didn't happen, I would have said City. But I think it's, it's now wide open, personally. Um, I know City, Man City have coped without KDB in the past, but I feel they had other pieces around there that were in good form to do it. And without KDB... I'm not sure they have the players that will step up to the plate. Um, I think the Aguero-Jesus injuries that they keep getting as well is, is hurting them a lot. So 
you know, and, and this is the toughest run for, for Man City that they, that KDB's missing, you know, I think they're playing, you know, Chelsea, I think they've got Arsenal, I think they've got Spurs as well in February, so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's looking techie um, for them, but so I, I have to say it's open, if I was to lean towards a team, I'll, I would still say City, just because I feel like uh, United, United just can't win this league in it, so... <laughs> <laughs> no logic, just no logic. I just I can't do it. No logic, just hate. Yeah, um, <laughs> Mush. Um, who, who are you going with, sir? Uh, I'm 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 gonna say similar to Dan. I'm I'm gonna say <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say City because I can't bring myself to say the other team. But I, I, what I what I will say is that I think I think Pep has been a very smart man this year who. Is probably the only one who realised that with the schedule, you can't play high-octane stuff this year. So City being boring is a big compliment because they control all of their matches. They reserve a, conserve a lot of energy um, over the season. So I can see City consistently boring their way into lots of wins. United still feels a bit too vibes, proud and passionate, all of that going on. But can it work every week? I don't know. I mean, look, the Fulham game, for example, was a nailed-on draw for me but you still have moments. So yeah. you're depending on a lot. You, Mariah, you guys have said on Muga throughout the year, it's, it's, a, it's a moments team and it's, you know, the stars have to align a lot more, I think. But, but, but Mush, thank what, you for listening, brother. But that's the thing, Mosh, yeah? This is Manchester United. Like, when they get in this zone, I, it makes me sick. Whatever I, this zone is needs to end, my it, brother. No, but this, yeah. is the, this is the problem, right? I can make all the Dean I want, but the biggest <laughs> issue is... When United have this run or or this, there's like this season. I think what last last year they they amassed the most points out of everyone in 2020. Yeah. When yeah. they're in these, when they have find these momentous spells, it's very difficult to stop. And then you've got the the players that are inevitable, like flipping Fernandez. It's all boiling up and like the the math has started to math, bro, and it's making me sick. But I, I, one thing is, I, I as much as I, I, yeah, the reason why I'm saying United are favourites is just because it annoys me that they're getting back to their former point. But ultimately, out of all the teams, I respect United the most, even though I dislike them, if you get what I'm trying to say. So I, I'm going to have to be honest and say, yeah, they're in this zone. They're in this zone. So I can't I, I can't say anybody else, you know what I mean, at the moment. Oh, my my head head we're just, we're just we're just we're just proud and passionate guys that's it <laughs> nothing more nothing less um but with that i want to thank you all no, ellis, ellis, ellis ain't said his, ellis ain't said said that. That. i know ellis is gonna say leicester before he says man <laughs> <laughs> ellis is gonna say sheffield united before he says man united <laughs> <laughs> three, three subs three subs five <laughs> points man uh, let's get... <laughs> yeah, no, 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 do you know why it's calm if united win it because They've got integrity because they've won it before. It's like uh, getting back, it's getting back to ends. Like you know what I mean. I, I that's why I don't mind it. If other like when Liverpool won it, yeah. Nah, means means you're forgetting. You're forgetting that this football Twitter generation haven't seen a United title yet. So they. Yeah, they, I'm, I'm 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 suspending my account. Um, yeah, you, you know, what, you know what? Yeah, I was so chilled. I was like, whatever <laughs> happens, yeah. But seeing how generally rattled Arsenal fans are, not only <laughs> Liverpool fans, why are, Arsenal Arsenal, why, why are you rattled? Why the hell are you no, rattled? The thing is, you you know you know why we're rattled. If Arsenal were top of the league, yeah, you would be just as rattled. Like, let's not let's not lie. I wouldn't be. That's the thing. 
I wouldn't be like, I'd just be like, cool. Like, you look like Jen. And you know why it's, I think, do you know why I think people find it so jarring is they're adamant we're shit. Yeah. They're adamant. Every single week they watch us win is another game that confirms we're not actually good. Yeah. But at the end of the game, we're coming away with a point. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. And I think eventually our, our luck's going to run out and we just don't have another uh, high performing attacker. Um, but do you think it's luck though, Mariah? Like, do you think it's luck? I, I look at it's and quality, I look at it. but it's quality. It's not luck. It's quality it's players luck. doing quality things. But that's what I like this, yeah. Do you feel like you're getting points similarly to the way Liverpool got points last season? Because Liverpool were getting jam. Like, when I mean jammy points, I don't think they did. They did. I think I think the jammy points probably took them from what ninety nine to maybe what. 90 like if you took away no the- no 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 W Hotel. I let's be honest, bro. Let's be remember honest. That, I remember that. There were so many moments. The brand was crap. The brand was crap. It's not the defending wait, wait, that was crap. Let's be honest. Let's be honest, right? There were so many moments here where you shouldn't have actually either gotten wins or refereeing decisions or VAR moments or, 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 or goalkeeper goalkeeper blunders. Come on, let's not talk about Pickford. Oh, let's not talk about let, this. There was just too many, right? So what I'm saying is, I don't think that Manchester United. Have had any of those jam like jammy moments this season? Man, they got I a penalty against Villa. You see the penalty they got against Villa. The Penandes season. We're not talking about that, that, that was a penalty, brother. Throw your L's up, man. Dan, you hear it? I'm going to end the pod there. Oh, the proper one. To be fair, to be to be fair, to be fair. I didn't think it was a penalty. No, no, no. I didn't think it was a penalty, but I saw the VAR. I saw it was actually a pen. It was a pen. I agree. Actually, actually agree with Meads on that though, which is why it's it's um. It hurts because I know I know like people say, oh yeah, the, the you know the way United like I reckon points is not sustainable, yeah. But I, I just feel the way that the style of play that Ole has, it works for the players that you have, if that makes sense. <laughs> right? Like there's no hey, cut the pod. Cut there's no there's no there's no sustained pressure, yeah. Like, oh, you know what Liverpool do, they have you have teams camped, but you, you create a lot of the same types of chances where Rashford is running in behind, you know, and he's, he's taking yeah. people on one-on-one. And I feel like it just, he has, the style that, the football that he has you playing is picking up points. And as Mead said, you're not getting ridiculous luck with deflections and, you yeah. know, the keeper spilling it into the net. It's like, I think you're, I feel like you're winning games that you deserve to win, personally. Yeah. So, Dan, you know how many people attack me every week, my United win? I'll come on this pod <laughs> and join this media group to get attacked. This is not what you expected when you signed up. Let's be honest, man. No one expected United to be top of the league, man. You just have to deal the cards with that one. I didn't expect it. Um, (laughs) Never (laughs) expected it. (laughs) (laughs) We could do this all night. I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving it. But uh, yeah, I do want to thank you all for your time. Ellis still hasn't given his prediction, man. (laughs) Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Just know it's not United, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm sick. I'm so sick. Oh, man. Guys, man. Allow us, man. It's been a long time of suffering, man. But um, yeah, I want to thank you all for your time this evening. Meads, always a pleasure, bro. Bush, Dan Coogs, Ellis. Man, what a turnaround, Ellis, eh? What a month it's been for you, eh, Gaffer? Uh, <laughs> damn. 
Uh, but thank you for coming, bro. Anyway, bro. Guys, have a nice <laughs> evening, man. Take it easy, man. All right, peace. Take it easy, boys. Podcast Network.